Welcome to the Impact Investing Podcast from Circa 5000. I'm Matt Latham. And I'm Tommy Gillicuddy. Remember, nothing in this podcast is financial advice, and when investing, your capital is at risk. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Matthew. Hi, everybody. We're back for another episode of the Impact Investing Podcast. Um, Last week, we talked, we answered some of your questions, and one of the questions that came up was about pensions. Um, And it got some of you thinking about pensions, it got us thinking about pensions. Um, so this week we wanted to, uh, are we calling it a pension special? Pension special. <laughs> <laughs> this week we wanted to make the episode about pensions, basically. But before you switch off, um, <laughs> we're not going to go into the finer technical details of pensions. What we are going to do is sort of, in the environment we're in now, from the perspective of being an impact investor, we want to just have a bit of a chat around how we think you should be thinking about pensions. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start off with some some stats. Yeah. And um, and then we're going to talk a bit about you know how you should think about a pension, some practical things that you can do, and then obviously from the angle of uh, being an impact investor, what the power that your pension can have. So, yep. Tom. Yeah, I think worth worth flagging as well. The kind of pensions that we're talking about are what are called in the UK defined contribution pensions yep. where you're contributing and your employer's contributing as well. And specifically what we're going to talk about is the old workplace pensions you had. So you had a defined contribution pension, um, at a previous employer, and that's the kind of pensions that we're going to focus on because the average person in the UK now throughout their working lives, their career, they have on average about 11 jobs. So that's probably about 11 old workplace pensions that they have, or 10 if you're still in, if still in the, uh, the, last, the last place of work. So whilst pensions aren't always front and center of people's minds, it's not a, a niche topic and the scale of the problem or the scale of what we're going to talk about is huge because um, there's about 37 billion pounds of UK pensions that are currently lost or unclaimed um, for about 1.6 million people. So that translates to about £23,000 worth of, of, uh, of assets, of investments each. And those pension assets are, are invested somewhere with someone um, and they're yours. They're yours to kind of direct, they're yours to claim, and they're yours to invest for your, for your own uh, financial future. And so they represent, for the vast majority of people, the biggest asset pool, the biggest chunk of, of investable assets that they have. And they are designed to help provide you with a with a retirement, with a financial future. And most people um, don't know what they've got and don't know where it is. Yeah, and I think the the thing with pensions is, as soon as you mention the word pensions, the vast majority <laughs> of people will switch off. So, well done if you got to this point. But <laughs> the I think the thing is, is the reason why we don't want to get bogged down in all the technical aspects of pensions yeah. right now is because you know there are different schemes: divine benefit, divine contribution. You've got your state pension, blah blah blah. Yeah. The way you should just think about this is more or less everybody is investing for the same reason, right? And that is to to grow your wealth or to grow your pot of money so that when you come to a point where you're either not working or you're working less or you want to enjoy retirement, that you've got a pot of money to live off. Yep. And that's that's all it is. Yep. You don't need to start to overcomplicate what a pension actually is. And in yep. fact, if you try and get too smart and you try and overcomplicate things, that's where you can get you can create an admin admin nightmare for yourself. Mm. And also you can just start to not get a very clear picture of what you've got and yep. where you're headed. Yep. So, I mean, you should just think about pensions in that way, really, which is if you're saving for the long term and you're saving ultimately with retirement in mind or 
life after the age of 55, which is the key key age with pensions, yeah. then you need an account that is purpose-built mm. for that. Mm-hmm. And that is what a pension is. Yeah. So the government want us all to build up savings for retirement. The government don't want to, to be sort of paying out for the elderly. So they will massively incentivize you through tax to put money into a pension. Yep. And the basic thing is, is that when you put money into a pension, the government top it up. Yep. And they top it up by 25%. Yep. So that is the main thing. So if you're saving for the long term, you don't need to access the money till after you're 55 mm-hmm. and you want to supercharge those savings, mm-hmm. that is the account for you. Yep. It is a pension. Yep. And you, know, you can open a pension, a, a, a a self-invested pension, mm-hmm. which is a pension you can get through a platform like ours, and and or you will have a workplace pension. The beauty of the workplace pension is that while you're paying in, your employer is also making those top-ups yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think all the other additional uh, things to think about and consider are just investment basics that we've talked about before, really. What we talked about last week was um, specifically related to pensions and your retirement. The... Uh, the considerations of time yeah. and compounding because that's what the, that's what that account is designed to do. You keep contributing to it, um, and over time, and uh, over time it builds up. And with the interest that you earn from the returns that you get from the investments that it's made into, that's how that kind of swells up into greater pot. That's yeah. that's uh, that's fit for your retirement. That plus the tax advantage, plus the fact that your employer is probably contributing into it as well, means that that's a really efficient way of saving for your retirement, investing for the long term. Yeah, and I think look for for the vast majority of people, uh, you know, if you're not if you're not saving hundreds of thousands a year, yeah. which I know I'm not, <laughs> um, is is you know the mix of ISA and pension, you probably don't need to overcomplicate beyond that. And the only reason not to put money into the pension is if you might want to access that money before you're 55, which yeah. is currently the the age where you can access your pension. Yeah. So if you if you are thinking ultra long term and you're thinking for that for that retirement then that that's yeah. that's the place to put it in a pension account yeah and i think at the moment you have in uh, in the uk and in a, in a lot of the world there's a cost of living crisis and people's month to month investing that they're saving into an isa or a general investment account may have taken a hit because of what's going on generally with energy costs and fuel costs and cost of living costs but your pension, your old workplace pensions that are sat in previous employers, they're not really exposed in the same way to the same pressures. Yeah. And it's perhaps a good moment in time for you to think about and start investigating where those pensions are and what they're invested in. And some practical things for you to think about is obviously finding them, which, which we'll come on to in a, uh, uh, in a second, but how much have you got currently? Um, how much do you think you need? So can you can you assess what you think you'll need at retirement using like a pensions calculator or something? And what are they invested in? Yeah. And so what you should be thinking about, and predominantly the people that people listening to this will be youngish, young in their careers, you know, 10, 15, 20 years in their careers. And so they should be invested for growth because yeah. they are 20 plus years away from retirement. So the thing that you're invested in should be predominantly looking at 
equities, which is predominantly what we do, um, depending on the risk level of the account that, that you're in, but predominantly equities, um, i.e. stocks, i.e. companies. And you should be looking at the costs of what you're invested in as well, because the longer um, the time horizon of the investment, the more costs eat into that investment. So ideally, you should be positioned for growth because you've got a long time to invest and you should be looking at a cost-efficient way, i.e. looking at the fees on the accounts, because over that long time horizon, those fees can make a massive difference to your ultimate outcome, i.e. the money you have at retirement. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just practically then, if you've not thought about pensions before, or you sort of are vaguely aware that you might have some, I think it's something you can do, as you say, right now in this moment where everybody's assessing their own personal finances, everybody's looking at their budgets and their expenditure, is there's this po- there's pots of money out there if you've had previous jobs that you may not be aware of. You definitely probably don't know how much is in them. But the first thing you can do is find them. Yeah. And then once you've found them, assess how much is in them and then look at the fees and look at what they're invested in. Yeah. And I think that's the key. And then I think the next step after that is to simplify. Mm. Because if you have eight different accounts or 11 if you use your numbers, yeah. then it's almost impossible to keep a track on just yeah. on that. And also a lot of these old workplace pensions, they don't have proper online access. They don't have you know a mobile app. They don't have the visibility for you to be able to just easily review, administer, and ultimately top up and add yep. to these things. Yep. So, you know, I think simplicity is key on this. Mm-hmm. It's just keeping keeping all of your pensions in one place. There's no real advantages to having multiple different accounts. No. It just adds complexity and yep. it's unnecessary, really. Yeah. And if you look at the kind of pensions industry, especially those old workplace pensions, up until now, really, it's been such an opaque industry where people have never been able to find out what they're invested in, who they're with. And at most, they may have got a letter once a year that said that the valuation was this. They were roughly invested in these things. And that was it. That was the top and tail of it. But now, obviously, it's a lot easier for you to find, consolidate, and have those pensions in a convenient place. Um, And there's there's really, it's a great opportunity for you, as we've said before, because of the moment in time that we're at, to take stock of all of your finances um, and review where they are and try and consolidate, simplify it for yourself. Yeah, and I think in a moment where you might not be feeling particularly wealthy, yeah. you know, you might be looking right and think, well, my savings are being eroded or, you know, I'm spending more than I was last year or whatever it might be. I think it's it's there's a little bit of comfort and a little bit of reassurance to say, actually, there are pots of money that are there for my long-term mm. future yeah. that I wasn't necessarily paying full attention to. Yeah. And it's something practical that you can do yeah. to optimize those and make sure that you're getting the most out of them. Yeah. So, um, that's sort of the practical steps that you can you can do. I think the other thing that obviously we want to talk about is the impact side of things. Yeah. And really what you have now is if you think about you have a lot of old pension pots that you don't necessarily know where they are, you almost certainly don't know where they're invested. Mm-hmm. And they're almost certainly <laughs> invested in things that you wouldn't want to be invested yeah, in yeah. as an impact investor. Yeah. I mean, we did a bit of a review that all of the main workplace pensions either don't disclose yeah. whether they have fossil fuel holdings or their default scheme has fossil fuel holdings. Yeah. So, you know, there may be one or two out there that don't, but the vast majority do. Yeah. Um, and I think that if if you are concerned about things like climate change, about positive impact, and you mm-hmm. haven't addressed what is probably the biggest pot of money that you have, 
which is your pensions, yep. and done something practical to move them out of out of the areas you wouldn't want to be invested in, then you're doing yourself a disservice yep. because it is a very easy, simple, practical, mm. and impactful thing mm. you can do, yep. which is identify where your pensions are and make sure that they are moved to a place where they can have and are having an actual positive impact. Yeah, I think the argument for um, knowing what you're invested in and consolidating it into one place to simplify it for yourself uniquely applies to people that are impact investors because that is the biggest pool of assets that you have, as we've discussed, and it's the most impact that you can have, therefore, as a consequence. So the old Nordea sat that we've trotted out that we'll try out again, which is if uh, everybody... um, aligned their pensions and investable assets with companies that are obviously combating climate change, but that applies to any kind of issue that you're you're looking to invest in and solve, it's 27 times more effective at combating climate change than it is going vegan and taking less flights combined. So as an impact investor, there's obviously the the practical reasons why why you should look at doing this to know how much you've got to direct where it's invested and to plan for your retirement. And there's obviously the massive impact reason, which is this is the most impact you can have with your finances. Yeah. And I think, you know, we did the the heat wave special a few episodes back when, before we upgraded our audio quality. Um, so <laughs> few you people may, so you may not have heard it. <laughs> yeah, we, you may not want to hear it, but, but we talked about, um, you know, climate change roughly being a hundred trillion dollar problem. Mm. And, if you think about, there's roughly four trillion pounds invested in UK pension schemes now. So, you know, well, the way the pound versus dollar is now, it's roughly four <laughs> percent yeah. of the problem can be tackled if all the pension schemes were moved yeah. on very crude numbers. But also, the UK's share of global emissions is one percent. Mm-hmm. So, effectively, the UK could do quadruple mm. what it's required to do in terms of spend. Yeah if we transitioned all of our pension scheme to actively fight climate yeah, yeah. change, yeah. which is, I mean, that's it seems like the impossible problem, climate mm. change. But yeah. actually, there's this huge pot of money there that, that most people are just passively and completely unaware of investing in things that are contributing to climate change rather yeah. than contributing to solving climate change. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the numbers are real there. Yeah. And I think it is a practical thing that you can do as an individual is to you know, take stock of your own pensions and make sure that you are aligned in a way you'd want to be aligned. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is we talk about pensions are obviously the natural long-term account. So they're the account designed for having a long-term um, time horizon. Where do you want your long-term money invested? Mm. Do you want it invested in the things that are building that long-term better future? Or do you want it invested in the things that are ultimately damaging the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about this before in just in terms of basic investment principles, but if you're a long-term investor, surely you want to be invested in the industries and the, and the companies of tomorrow rather than the industries and the companies of yesterday, which yeah. are being phased out. Yeah. I think those two or three things we just we just went through there perfectly illustrate the power of impact investing and I suppose why we do what we do and why our customers invest the way they invest. Because if you can nudge capital markets, the investment markets in the right direction, you can solve these really pressing issues. And everyone always talks about it in something external that we have to do, something external, but you have a lot of power in your own hands to adjust where you're investing your money and your pension. And it can have a massively direct impact on these huge problems that seem that seem like we're never going to solve them, but we can if we redirect where our money is. Yeah, and I think I think one of the other 
challenges. I actually spoke to someone the other day who brought this up as a challenge is, would you want all of your money focused on climate change from a diversification point of view? Yep. Well, that's where proper impact investing comes mm. in yep. because we've talked before about um, – you know, being an impact investor is not just about, it's not all about the climate. We yep. had that episode, which is, it's not all about climate change. It's obviously a huge issue. And it's obviously a thing that there's a, there's a diversity within industries that are contributing to solving that. Mm-hmm. But there's also other areas that are impactful yep. that are not necessarily linked to climate. So, you know, if you look at the portfolios that, that you and I invest in, there's, there's multiple, multiple different sectors. There's multiple, multiple different countries there's multiple currencies Mm -hmm. and you can have a diversity of asset class in there i.e stocks bonds whatever but but there is way enough there in terms of diversification for you to build a sensible long-term investment portfolio and if you think about the stuff that isn't there going back to what i said before it is the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily want to be in from my point of view (laughs) anyway yeah. yeah so i think i think you are aligning more with the future you know a future world if you are impact investing rather than just taking a traditional investment portfolio. Yeah. And especially if you're in a default fund on a pension scheme, which may not also be sort of geared up for growth. It yeah. may not be necessarily aligned to where you want to yeah. grow over the next 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's a good spot to uh perhaps talk about what we've uh what we've built ourselves. Talk about ourselves for a change. <laughs> um <laughs> And what we've been working on at, at, at Circa over the past you know, year plus is, is all around this, this topic area. And what we've built now is uh, a service where we will, um, with a few small details, trace all your old workplace pensions, and that's, that's free. Um, and then you can, uh, once we've found those workplace pensions for you, you then have the option, but no obligation to consolidate them with us. And then obviously you can direct your investments into impactful investments and the investments that 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 we that we've put together in the background, um, and the important thing to add to, to all of that is the fees on our pension account are, are free uh, until uh, until March April next year, the first of April, first of April um, next year, um, and that's a it's an important date for us because uh, that's the date that um, will there'll be a big innovation coming from us in terms of launching our own ETFs after that point, which we've discussed in previous podcasts. So we've built the free tracing service, which you can use um, just to find your old workplace pensions to assess how much you have and where that is today. And then you can choose to take the step and consolidate them in an investment uh, and invest them in uh, the impact investments um, that, that we do. Yeah. I mean, I think almost it's almost as if we've designed our pension product to fit with all of the things that we've said up to this point. So, you know, free tracing so you can find out exactly what you've got free consolidation so that you can you can simplify and put everything in one place the fee the the free fees until april the first to make that you know obviously a a cost incentive and to help that money grow in that time as, as max you know maximize the growth also easy to top up you can set up auto top ups so it's easy to carry on growing that pot because it's not just about getting your old pensions and putting them all in one place Mm -hmm. if you want to grow that pot you have to contribute to it so you can set that to to be automated the hmrc tax relief is automatically applied to your account Mm -hmm. uh, at the basic level anyway and obviously we have the mobile app which is exactly designed so that you can monitor administer and review your account easily um and then our investment offering is designed yeah. for, to think long term, and it's got all of the impact credentials that you would hope to find yeah. with it for an impact investor. So, 
that's where our pensions are. Yep. Our old workplace pensions are, are there. Um, and we've designed that service to basically practice what we preach. Yeah. And I think if, uh, if consolidation and investing with us is, is, is something you're still considering, regardless of whether you intend to do that or not, I would, I would, I would recommend tracing your old workplace pensions yeah. just as, start, as a starting point. Um, forget what we do and forget what we've just discussed. It's important that you know how much you've got and where it is because it is your financial future and it's the way you can build a retirement for yourself. So knowing is the, is the start and then you can plan from there. Okay. Well, that feels like a good place to wrap up. So thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, everyone. Impact Investing from Circa 5000. Thank you for listening to Impact Investing, a podcast brought to you by Circa 5000. Remember, when investing, your capital is at risk. And this podcast is not financial advice. If you like what you hear, then please remember to like, subscribe and share the podcast.